We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All systems are good. Ladies and gentlemen, Chris Van All right. Welcome back to another one on Inside. I'm CBV, Chris Van Vliet. Thanks for being with us, whether this is your first episode that you've ever tuned into or whether you've been with us for all 541 of these. Also, also, thank you for making Insight one of the top wrestling podcasts on the planet. It's because of you, because you show up each and every week. And this, you might have noticed, has become unintentionally AEW Canada week. Here on the show, we had a great conversation with Chris Jericho on Tuesday. Actually, one of my favorite conversations I think we've ever done. I've done, I think it's five interviews with Chris Jericho, but there's just something about him. He's just so open and honest. And look, he's been wrestling for 34 years. It's tough to put all of that into an hour, but we covered a lot during that conversation. And he just tells such great stories. So if you haven't checked that one out yet, When this one's done, go check out the episode with Chris Jericho. And then we got my good friend, Ethan Page, back on the show today. It's our fourth interview. And I've known Ethan for, my goodness, well over 10 years, maybe even 15 years. And I've seen him at every stage of his journey, from the indies to impact to signing with AEW. And now he's on the cusp of doing some big things in Ring of Honor slash AEW. And as we record this right now, he has a huge match against Kenny Omega on Collision this Saturday in our home country of Canada. And I just feel like Ethan Page has been the best kept secret in wrestling. Between his title match with MJF, now this match with Kenny Omega in a few days, I I mean, I guess it feels like maybe it's not a secret anymore. He's just fantastic. And if you haven't noticed... He looks like a million bucks. I mean, he went from dad bod to like bodybuilder. And we talk all about that. And maybe, you know, bodybuilder is not your goal here for you that's listening to this, but just the small changes he's made in his life has completely changed everybody's perspective of him. Because when you look at a guy who looks the way that he does, it's, it's hard to ignore him. It's hard to look past him. If you're listening to this right now and you're one of the many, many people who have unfortunately not clicked follow on the show yet, could I ask for just one thing? Could you take a second right now to hit follow on whatever app it is that you're listening on? That one little thing 
which is, is free, by the way, helps the show so much. And you guys have seen the guests we've been getting this year. So as Insight keeps getting bigger and more and more people keep following the show, oh, just wait to see who we have lined up for 2024. Oh, I've been, I'm trying so hard, locking down a date. I don't want to say specifically who it is, but I will say that when this interview happens, you won't be able to see him. I've said too much. If you enjoy this conversation, please snap a screenshot, tag us, and share it online, and we'll share it out as well. Ethan Page, very active on social media. So if you tag him, how cool would that be if he retweets you or takes your story and puts it on his story? He's at Official Ego. I'm at Chris Van Fleet, and let's do this. Enjoy my conversation with me and Ethan Page. So I off camera or on camera, I don't really care. I this is the most you've interviewed me now at every stage of my career that I needed help. Wow. I don't know if you know if you can sense it or if it's just that's just my timing with the universe. But yeah. I mean, I'm honored that you say that. Yeah, but it's true. I was like, oh, this is my guardian angel. He's back. Well, why don't we can start right with that? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing that we will start with then. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah putting you over? Yeah. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> I think, I mean, the, the interview's going now, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, for real. Like, the first, the first interview we did, I was at Impact. Yep. And it was here in LA too. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. And in a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had, I remember I had the tag team championship, but. And you were about to give up your YouTube channel. You're like, it's too much work. I'm, I'm nothing's happening here. Yes. Like, Don't give up. Yeah. And th that changed my career. One, that interview gave me the exposure I needed to grow like a new pocket of fans. And then through that, like once it's like the ball gets rolling and that was the first one. Then. The second one was my transition from there to AEW. You interviewed me right. Like, I don't even think I had a match, maybe one match or two matches. It had just been announced that you had signed with AEW. Yeah. And you put in a word. You were like, I want to do this interview with Chris. Yes. And yeah. we made it happen. Yeah. We got it up quickly. Yeah. That was... And that meant a lot to me, too. Yeah. Because at that time, I wasn't getting a lot of AEW interviews. Well, my, my thing was... Someone's willing to help me when I really need it. And like your platform was much bigger than mine. It still is. It's we were talking off camera that you are a legendary content creator right now. But uh for for me, Thank if someone's willing to help me out when it's unbalanced, I the second that I have any weight at all, I'm gonna throw it around for the people that help me out when I needed it the most. And then the next interview we did was in Las Vegas yes. in the studio. And that, I feel like I was on a high in yeah. my career. And now here we are. This is our fourth one. Yeah. I'm still trying to compete with The Rock with most interviews. With He's you. done 10. Okay. Well, I'll I catch up. I think Dolph with... Ziggler's done 16. So. 16? Yeah. <laughs> the most recent one you did with him was incredible, He sat in that very chair. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, I've, I've been texting with Nick, and I'm yeah. like, so... Uh, Oh, you're trying to get scoops? Is that your new thing? No, not really. I know it's not. The show is not about scoops at all. <laughs> That's why I like talking you know to what you. The, <laughs> you know what the problem with getting scoops is? And this is a little you know, insight, pun intended for everybody, <laughs> is if we get a scoop here, yeah. then someone can't go and watch this interview a year or two or five from now because what we're talking about is probably 17 storylines behind. 
Yeah. Okay. I get what you're saying. You and two, I mean? you like you bank stuff too, so you have content that's A not going to. Yeah. But I think that the idea is like, I want these interviews to be as evergreen as possible, so mm. that people can learn about the guest. Yeah. They can borrow some, you know, uh, things that happen in their life and apply them to their own life. Yeah. And if someone watches this interview in 2027, they can go, oh, wow, that thing that Ethan said about this or this, man, I'm starting to do that now. Yeah. I, it, it, and that's viewer's point of view. Now, imagine my personal point of view, because I'm remembering things that we talked about. And then from that interview to the next interview, so much has changed. Yeah. Then it's like you're in to me. I'm like, oh, he interviewed a completely different person because I wasn't even the same guy than the last time. And now we're on the fourth one. The last time we interviewed uh, was when I was with American Top Team. Yep. Scorpio Sky was TNT champion. I think we either just wrapped up with the inner circle stuff and uh, had the match with Paige Van Zant that weekend. Yep. So like that was insane high for my career yeah amazing time now we're at a different crossroad of my career and uh a lot has changed since Wait, the last time we talked you, to you you certainly didn't have these dad glasses on no no <laughs> actually i remember the last time we interviewed i did have glasses and i hid them mm. and i was like yeah, do you need lasik oh yeah oh i i, I can i will I love lasik i will Yell from the rooftops how greatly. Okay, try and sell is. it on me because other people have said. Here, I I will tell like, two words that will sell you. Go, The Rock. I got LASIK at the same place The Rock got LASIK. So I got to go to the same place. You might as well. Dwayne Johnson. Gets LASIK. I went in there. I went in there, and they're like, Big Show was on the wall, and The Rock was on the wall. Oh, I'll talk to Paul about it for sure. Then oh, same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, Doctor Lesnar was his name, not Lesnar. Doctor Lesnar. Imagine Brock yeah. Lesnar doing. <laughs> Stand still. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, I mean, it's in Miami. I get it. You'd have to go there, but yeah. I mean, the technology is so good right well, now. Well, that's the thing is I, I'll talk to you and you're saying, yes, hundred percent do it. I've, I've, I've talked to percent. wrestlers that have said it's changed their careers, but mm -hmm. I've also talked to wrestlers that said they're on their 10th LASIK. Wow. It's like, oh, it just keeps going away. I had it in 2018 and my vision's still like, it's better than 2020. Damn. Yeah. And here's the crazy part about it. So you go in, they test your eyes, they do all the measurements and everything. Yeah. The surgery, in quotes, itself, you're in that room for like six minutes. Like they zapped one eye for 10 seconds. They zapped the other eye for like 15 seconds. I sat up like so I'm laying on the operating table or whatever yeah, it was. Yeah. I sat up and immediately I could see the time on the clock. And I was like, Oh my God, I can see. No I, way. I almost started crying. Yeah. And then I went into this other room and they wanted to just test to make sure everything was fine. I immediately could see 2020. And then a week later when I went in for the follow-up, I was seeing better than 2020. So in your mind, you're like, oh, I'll never have that good vision. So the second that you get off the table and you're like, oh my God, it's back. Like, how is that? that has got to be a crazy It feeling. was like living life with contacts all the time without the irritation of Contacts. Yeah, I can't do contacts. That's why I just wrestle blind. <laughs> Maybe that's why I don't win that much. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Blue Chew. And if you've ever been thinking of trying Blue Chew, how about your first month for free? Yeah, when you use the promo code CVV at checkout at bluechew.com, you'll get your first month for free. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. Guys, this is the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but it's in chewable tablets 
and a fraction of the cost. And the best part, it's all done online. There's no doctor's visits, no awkward conversations, no waiting in line at the pharmacy. And look, even if you don't struggle in the bedroom department, this is kind of a fun thing to try. And I promise you, the missus or the girlfriend or whoever it is, is going to be a big fan of this too. BlueChew.com. Use that promo code CVV at checkout and you get your first month for free. You just have to pay $5 for shipping. That's BlueChew.com. The promo code is CVV. If you want to get a better night's sleep and change your bedding less often, let me put you on to Miracle Maid's bed sheets. These are the softest and the best sheets that I've ever slept on. So they're inspired by NASA, and Miracle Made uses silver-infused fabrics to make temperature-regulating bedding so you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. And because these sheets are infused with silver, it prevents up to 99.7% of bacterial growth, so they stay cleaner and fresher up to three times longer than other sheets. So no more gross-smelling sheets here. And these are soft, like we're talking like five-star hotel soft here without the five-star prices. Give them a try for yourself and see what I'm talking about. Go to trymiracle.com slash CVV. They're already on sale right now, like 40% off. But if you use the promo code CVV at checkout, you'll get an additional 20% off and three free towels on top of that. So go to trymiracle.com slash CVV and use that promo code CVV. We had a few moments from the last interview go viral, like you talking about never wearing the same shirt twice. Oh. People loved commenting on that. Well, they're going to hate me because I almost packed a duplicate shirt. Ooh. And as I'm leaving, my wife's like, what are you going to wear for the interview with Chris? And I was like, oh, I was thinking this one. She's like, you've worn that one before. I'm like, yeah, oh, she's but. She's keeping tabs. Well, no, she's like, you said it. Yeah. On the interview. Yeah. You got to honor it. So this shirt is yours, Chris. This is I'll it. never this wear the it again. time you'll ever see it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think you could have undone a few more buttons there. Okay. Yeah. So I was about to faint in this Uber because this material, I had no clue what I ordered. It is like a sweater. There's no breathability. It does not mobile at all. I just want to look good. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm so sweaty right now. The other thing that went viral is me talking about how like I had a candy addiction. Dude. Your gum thing yeah. is getting me through this tr like training program I'm doing. Like, it is saving my life. You need that sweet hit. Sugar-free gum. And yeah. anytime I have some kind of craving, which is always later in the night when I, my, my, my meals are done, I know I don't have anything left. Yep. That's always, I'm grabbing the, the watermelon-flavored gum just to have some kind of thing, or even the, the cinnamon one, just so that my taste buds just get a backhand <laughs> and it's just something different. And for people that don't know what we're talking about, I was one of those people that would buy like the movie size bag of like Swedish fish or Sour Patch Kids and destroy the entire thing, like eat yeah. the entire thing in an afternoon. And I knew that that was just terrible for me, mm. like 66 grams of sugar or whatever. That's pretty logical thought. Yeah. <laughs> but like I would really start to feel it like you'd feel great. And then I would come off that sugar high yeah. and it would be like this terrible sugar crash. Of course. So I started buying candy-flavored gum, like yeah. the sugar 
Swedish fish, sugar-free gum, like Swedish fish flavored gum. The Airhead one is great. Airhead one's so good. It is great, yeah. The Ice Cubes gum, they have such good flavors. I think I'm allergic to those. Oh, oh, what? Yeah, my tongue swells up. And you're talking about the ones that are square, right? They have like the crystallized stuff. They're so delicious. So but I, my something happens. I don't know what it is with the chemicals or okay, maybe, maybe we got to stay away from that one. Yeah, I found one that is because I, 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 the deeper I dive into this, I'm also realizing how bad dyes are, like red forty oh. and blue five. Yeah. So my wife and I are chewing a gum called Pure Gum, P U R. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's great. Yeah, there's yeah. no flavors. It's aspartame free. So not only sugar free, but aspartame free. Boy, we've gone down quite a rabbit hole here. (laughs) (laughs) But it leads us back to you're in phenomenal shape. Oh, thank you very much. And you're only halfway through this journey? Yeah, I got, I think I have three or four weeks left. Well, my my plan was the Ring of Honor pay-per-view is coming up on December 15th on the Honor Club app. And uh, that's where I'm wrestling now. So I had a goal and... I don't want to assume I'm on the pay-per-view, but in my mind, I'm trying to manifest the fact that I've gotten in great shape. I'm on a roll there. I'm having better matches, physically better, mentally better. Uh, my confidence is up. So in my mind, I'm on the pay-per-view. Yeah. So make sure you watch it. But that's going to be my last day uh, for this diet. So that's my like end goal. So whatever, however long that is, that's what I have left. And how long How long was the, the whole nutrition plan? Uh... 12 weeks, but because of the pay-per-view, I think it might have added a week or maybe two weeks or a week and a half. Yeah. Because I did the same type of thing. Yeah? I, I, I So I turned 40 last May. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I saw your pizza photo with your abs, bro. <laughs> I hate you so much. Pizza. That's the secret to, to getting abs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've, I've, I've always taken my health pretty seriously, and I've yeah. always taken my diet nutrition pretty seriously, but for my 40th birthday, I really wanted to dial it in. I had a lot of big life changes happening. I was about to turn 40, which is a huge milestone. Yes. I was also about to become a dad. Have we seen each other? No. Since you've had a kid? No. Here. Congrats. How, it's Thank amazing, you, isn't it? It's the best. Okay, well, I, we will talk about that. Sorry, go back to your diet, though, because oh. I'll talk about kids with you for this whole interview. I'm going to cry. Oh, it's the <laughs> best. But I, so Logan was about to be born, my daughter, 40th birthday, Great all of name. this stuff. Thank you. She's the best. So I was like, I want to redefine what the dad bod looks like. Yeah. So I worked with AJ Sims, who at Cement Factory on Instagram, he's worked with Tommaso Ciampa. Oh, bro. Moose. Well, anyone that goes through that program ends up Apollo a Cruz. savage. Yes. To shredded. Shredded. Yeah. Elias was with him. Like EC3 was mm-hmm. the guy who connected me. It's not easy, as you know. Yeah. But man, if you have the dedication to stick to it, it is so rewarding. Yeah, but I got to go. I think maybe I got to go through your... Listen, Cesar Bononi is the guy who's doing my program. And, and it's is, working, by the it's way. 100%. Bring this a little closer. I feel like our handshake kind of ruined Okay, it yeah, there. my bad. Okay. Are we good? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Cesar Bononi is the one uh, doing my program. He, he writes everything. It's like a 24-7. I have to take pictures of everything that I eat and send it to him. Uh, if I'm on the road and then they, I don't have my meals with me or they don't have what I'm looking for, I have to send him a picture of the menu and then he orders for me. Um, my workouts are all planned by him. They're all timed. I have to write down every weight that I lift, the amount of weight, all that stuff. Uh, it's amazing. But every time I see these cement factory guys, yeah. 
They're always eating cereal, yeah, and I'm not getting any cereal with Cesar. <laughs> cereal is the post-workout meal. Yeah. When he, when, when he sent it to me, because he doesn't send a grocery list, he sends the meal list. Yeah. And I'm going through this, I'm like, all right, turkey breast and rice, broccoli, okay, protein shake. I'm like, Rice Krispies? Right. And, we, and it was like the frosted Rice Krispies? Yes. So we went to Walmart, right. and we bought the family size of frosted Rice Krispies. And then the other one was like uh, some uh, checks was the, one of the other post-workout meals. And it's a lot. It's yeah. two cups of cereal. Which is amazing. As a post-workout. But your body needs the carbs. Yes. So that's the science behind it. Your so body the, needs I'm the carbs. I'm learning the, the science. And, and one thing that I was really stuck on was this thought, if I don't eat food, I will lose weight. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I get there's some truth to that, but that's I was not fueling my body enough. And then I was working out to just burn calories. So I was eating away at my muscle while storing fat. Like this is all nerdy science, bodybuilding stuff, but I was not eating enough food. I was like malnutrition, overworking and never resting. And now I understand the science of rest and working certain body parts on certain days. And this is all just, I don't know any of it. I'm being told what to do and I just shut my brain off and I do it. I'm a robot. That's That's actually the best part about working with a nutritionist is you don't have to think about what your next meal is because you know exactly what it's going to be. Right, yeah. I was shocked at how much I was eating and also losing weight. Same. Like I was, it was six meals a day that includes a pre-workout meal and a post-workout meal. So then four like, you know, real solid meals. meals. Yeah. The meal six, which is like an hour before bed, which was sautéed spinach with ground bison. Oh, bison's good. Really good. Yeah. It was so difficult to eat that with a little bit of rice. It was so difficult to eat that meal because I was already so full. Full, yeah. yeah. Th- that, that was my first three weeks. And I'm, you're still c- cutting weight while eating all this food. It's, it, it was blowing my mind. Yeah. I remember wanting to quit. I was telling my wife, I was like, I asked this guy to help me lose weight. Like I I asked him, I said, I want abs. That's what I said. He said, okay, that's our plan. No problem. And I'm like, this is too much food. I can't even finish this last meal. Like he's making me eat bread. I have two pieces of toast for breakfast every day. Now I'm eating rice. Like I'm going to be so fat. Yeah. Boom. And then everything changed. And now like I'm, I'm sitting in this chair right now, haven't had a meal today. I'm starving. You can have a, you can have an F3 energy. I just cracked mine open. Caffeine. That'll suppress there, there my... Is, there's only 120 grams of caffeine in there. Oh, actually, I need a drink like this. Well... Because if we have the pre-workout in the morning, and then you get a little crash midday, I don't want to have another 200 milligrams so wait, of caffeine. You, you've already worked out today? Yeah. So you did the pre-workout? Yes. You worked out? Yes. You didn't have anything after that? No. Whoa. You're a priority, my friend. You may pass out during this interview. We'll see. We'll see how amped up we get. But maybe not because I've got F3 fuel. F3. For fighters. And it's, uh, I mean, I don't even, I, I mean, I don't even mean to like make this an advertisement, but these are fantastic. Oh, it's delicious. And yeah, like great, original. Kind of tastes a little bit like uh, cotton candy. Yeah, yeah, it's fruity. This has been a big thing in the streaming world. Like with uh, Kick, people that are streaming live on Kick, everyone's like, what's Kick? It's kind of like a Twitch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So my buddy actually started this company, Harrison Rogers, and he's fantastic. He has he also started UFL, the United Fight League, and the United Fight League is the first MMA league to give health benefits and revenue sharing for their fighters. What? Yeah, that's I amazing. I don't know why everyone's not talking about that. It's that's huge. so cool. So oh, was, it, was, the there's a there was a huge thing about pay in MMA, right? And there still is. There still is. Yeah, yeah. So the fact that he's actually like saying like. Someone ponied up to yeah. it. 
Yeah, we're, yeah. we're going to put our money where our mouth is. So nothing but respect for Harrison and cheers, my friend. Oh, dude, cheers. Here we go. Thanks um, for keeping me awake. <laughs> I don't know how much leaner you can get. You're already extremely lean. I'm trying. My, wow. uh, I think, you know, I'll say it in the interview, so I have to do it. <laughs> Screw it. Um, I'll probably it. do a fitness competition in 2024. Wow. Yeah. I, so, something happened. I don't know. Maybe it's... Uh, just kind of the way the landscape of wrestling or just my age uh, or point of my career, I've kind of just come to terms with the fact that I can't control anything other than what I do with myself. So like career-wise, I mean, it's kind of in somebody else's hands, but my body, like what, no one's going to force me to eat a donut. Mm. So I can control that. I can control what I eat, what I do, what I lift, how I train, how I sleep. Um, and then that got me excited and I, I just got obsessed with the fact that if this is a thing that I put my effort into and I dedicate myself to, no one can stop me from succeeding in it. Whereas with professional wrestling, there's a lot of things that you kind of have to magically line up to get to where you envision. Whereas with this, it's just me and only me. So. So is that a goal of like, I want to get on stage and compete? Yeah, and just once. once. Just yeah, once? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then I, I've done stand-up once. Uh, I got to say I did that. And uh, this is just like another, I don't know. I'm a weirdo like that. And I just get excited by putting myself in awkward situations and challenging myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like there's been a big transition happening on your YouTube channel. So. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we could talk about that, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it was vlogs for a long time. Yes. And when you were in Impact, it was uh -huh. backstage vlogs. Yeah. You on the road. Mm -hmm. Then you stopped the vlogs. Yeah. You realized that there was a lot of interest in the toy hunts. Yeah. So you went hard on the toy hunts. Mm -hmm. your, Committed. Your numbers were great. Mm -hmm. You're so close right now to 100,000 subscribers. And I'm losing every day. Really? Oh, yeah. No. About 200 a month right now. But I have a plan and there's a whole thing. And I'm a lot less like knee-jerk reaction than I was a couple of years ago. So... I'm okay. I'm I'm sitting in what's happening right now. So you're losing the toy fans? I think it's... I made a promise to my viewers that I didn't understand what would take to keep. Mm. And then... What was the promise? That I would put out a video every single Sunday. I would go to a new toy store in America. I would, I would promote that store. I would have guests. Uh, it was just a... It wasn't just me doing something. I, I don't know. It, it, just, it was a lot to line up, and it was a lot to promise. And then it also, in a way, kind of like killed the joy of toy hunting and collecting toys and it made it almost like um i had to and there and there were like you can go back and watch i had videos out every single week there were weeks that you were like oh this guy made a video because he said that he was going to make a video mm -hmm. not because he was enthusiastic or and obviously like i put the effort in and stuff like that and then through that time too i was also dealing with some crazy depression and some personal stuff happening in my life but then also I have kept this promise. So it's like, yeah. while my life's happening, while no one knows what's happening, I have to deliver these goods because I don't want to disrespect the people that got me to the place that I am. And, you know, obviously my life is going in perception wise very well. So I don't want people to be like, oh, come on, Ben, you can't 
going through tough times, like you're on television, you've got a beautiful wife and your kids and that, that's always in the back of my mind. So while I was dealing with what I'm dealing with, and you could just go look at how my body looked, like I was going through something. That's when I was like, oh man, like I'm falling out of love with something that I was obsessed with. And then it just became like crazy work. And then I was like, I don't want my fans to consume content that I don't love. So where is the turn now? What's the content you're making now that you love? Nothing. <laughs> That's not true. You're no, putting no, no, out no, a lot no, of content. No, no, no. no it's, uh, oh, you just don't love it. It's something that if I'm putting something out, it's something that inspired me. And also I've decided to kind of, once I realized that, like the last time we did the interview, I was doing American Top Team stuff. Yep. Things were going fantastic. Not to say that I'm not happy. I just noticed a change in my career. And I realized that I really needed to start focusing on professional wrestling more and dedicating myself to that, which is actually why I requested to do the Ring of Honor stuff because our roster has grown so big that the opportunities to be physically active in the ring come a lot less mm. and that's just the nature of the beast tony wants to have the best wrestlers in the world and i commend him for it we have them all mm. but the matches come less so i wanted to be more active and as i age i started to notice that my body was starting to feel a little bit tighter and when you're not wrestling as often your body just adjusting way different so i was like okay dude you're either gonna end your career by just getting stagnant and fatter and more depressed and like I could have could definitely kept continuing to do the YouTube videos and selling ads through an agency and I was doing very well and things were great, but that was kind of my full-time job. Mm. And then everything else kind of took a back seat and I didn't like the trajectory of that, if that makes any sense. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's a quote that I say often. It's the man who chases two rabbits catches none. Yes. And it's so true that if you're chasing just the YouTube thing, how are you going to be the best wrestler? Correct. Because your, your focus is over here. Correct. So, but I feel like we saw a glimpse of this. That match with you and MJF, 
it felt like a very different version of Ethan Page. Thank you. You coming out to the ring, that promo had so much intensity. Yeah. And I know that the stakes were high, you know, AEW World Championship. You were in your hometown, yeah. Hamilton, Ontario. Like- my dream venue with my parents in the front row, my daughter and wife in the front row. Yes, Was it, it Cops Coliseum? Cops Coliseum. Well, yeah. that that's the, you're the man for saying that, by the way, <laughs> because now it's like the first Ontario Center or something like that. No, it's Cops Coliseum, home of the first ever Royal Rumble, won by Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know what's so funny to me, though, is wrestling fans are so quick to say the new name of the person, right? Like, at the second that Adam Copeland debuts, he's no longer Edge. He's like, no, Adam Copeland. I think you mean Adam Copeland. Oh, right. I think you're talking about Adam. I think you're talking about Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson. Oh, yeah. Dude, right? when, I, when you were talking about the LASIK earlier, in my brain, I'm like, say Paul White. Say Paul White. Say Paul White. Don't say Big Show. But what's so <laughs> funny is those exact same people will go, it'll always be the Sky Dome to me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always it'll, be the Staples Center. It's like, so you, it's not Cryptos.com Arena, it's the Staples Center, so you'd rather just promote that other company that used to have the naming yeah, rights? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you're so quick to go, it's, he's Paul White. It doesn't make any sense to me. People, the exact people same picky, people. Man. It's always going to be Skydome to me. It hasn't been Skydome for like 15 years. Right. It will always be Cops Coliseum, though. Fair enough. Yeah. But there was a real intensity there. Thank you. And I had something to prove that day. Yeah. You absolutely did. Yeah. And... To be able to do that with, you know, the the biggest prize in AEW, with the biggest star in AEW who has that in your hometown, I don't think it gets any better than that. No, and that was because I wasn't in kind of the, the pathway to get to that, and it kind of just came out of nowhere. And the way it ended up playing out, everything made sense, and it was fantastic. I was like, whoa this might be one of potentially the biggest nights of my career. And then that's when I started to kind of look at my career a little bit differently and was like, okay, I don't know how many more moments in my life I might have that kind of resemble this. So either I go all in and try and get the most out of this. And that was a big part of changing my body and asking to do ring of honor, uh, was like, okay, it's kind of now or never I turned 34 and I was like, oh man, I'm 35 next year some time left on this contract like what what's my plan yeah and then that's everything kind of changed yeah so what is the plan like obviously getting the best shape ever yeah and then i'm guessing you're going to stay in that best shape the the, why my goal is to look like my favorite wrestlers um become list them off who are you going to look like oh listen i'll i will never look like billy gunn but he (laughs) Is one of my favorite wrestlers. Uh, he's Billy a, Gunn's in better shape now than he's ever been in. Which is which? No, which is so hopeful for me. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> because that man just turned sixty years old, and he is in the best shape on the entire all elite wrestling roster. He is shredded. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's so impeccable. You want, so you. So he's the he's the goal. Well, I mean, he is the mecca okay. of bodies. Um, but I loved guy like my favorite wrestlers were Macho Man Randy Savage, The Rock, Scott Hall, and Billy Gunn. Those are my four. Uh, well, Razor Ramon, but um, and they're all They'll always be Razor Ramon to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so don't all all those guys, tall, Jack, yeah. All charismatic, all larger than life uh, characters. Um, I mean, there was five minutes where I thought, 
last night I was going to show up in my wrestling gear today because I was like, I got to do something. I got to, <laughs> I got to bring old wrestling back. I got to try and stand out. I'm so that's where I'm at now. I'm just focusing on wrestling and trying to build my, my body and to look, to look the part. And there's also part of me too. Like I told my wife when I started this diet. I kind of want to do it just to throw it in people's face. Yeah. Just be like, I, I read the comments. People call me chubby or fat or lazy or whatever. And it's just like, yeah, I did it. It's not that hard. Now you go do it. And the, the thing is, most of those keyboard warriors will never do it. Oh, right. No, no, no. For, yeah. For sure. For but that, but sure. that's the amazing thing. Like, it, that, that the people that are leaving those comments are not looking in the mirror and going, well, you know, I could probably lose oh, some weight right. too. And that's why none of that I stuff. I could probably go for a walk. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's the bare minimum. Like, <laughs> hey, walking's great. Walking, I love, love walking's my walk. cardio. I walk love every a, day. Yeah, I love a good. I do walk. like twelve thousand steps a day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that there was a there was a time in wrestling when people would look at forty as kind of like, ooh, probably not going to wrestle much past forty. Yeah. And now we've got people like Chris Jericho or Billy Gunn or Adam Copeland yeah. proving that like you can wrestle well into your forties. You know, and. and continue to do some great work so yeah. i don't feel like there's a timeline here for you i so that's if i follow other people's footsteps i think for me i just i don't know if i want to be physically active in wrestling for that long so i'm almost putting like uh i'm shortening my own career for sure i just well the version of you at 65 will probably be a lot happier <laughs> Well, that's, that's my thought. Is like, you'll be able to get out of bed without pain. My son pain. is young. Like, he's only just turned two years old, and my daughter's turning six in February. So my kids are so young. I'm 34. I, I want to be able to enjoy the entire experience of being a parent. And I, I don't know. Like, I feel it in my body every year more and more and more. So obviously, I feel the best I've ever felt in my life right now. Uh, this obviously won't last forever. Age is going to kick my ass eventually. I just, I don't want to be the guy that's 55, 60 years old. That's like, yep, got to go to a show this weekend. I think yeah. I'd rather just do whatever I want. Yeah. And if that's wrestling, amazing, yeah. amazing. Because I know some guys that are doing it, they do it because they love it. And I respect the hell out of it. How much yoga are you doing? Or DDP, yoga? Or DDPY? None. Should I? Yes. Okay. That is the secret. That's the fountain of youth? That is the fountain of youth. I mean, look at the mobility that DDP has now. Oh, and the guy's shredded. DDP's almost 70. Look at the mobility now that Chris Jericho has. Also true. And he says it's all because he made some big changes and incorporated DDPY into it. Damn. I'll I'll make an introduction for you. Please. Even though I'm related, but yeah. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, you're related to all the pages. Yeah, yeah. Even the ones spelt different. But D- Diamond Dallas Page is, I mean, you see, you see the changes that he's made for people where, you know, it's taken them from addiction and changed their life. But I think the biggest thing is like mobility, like yeah. people that couldn't even imagine touching their toes are now doing, you know, full on yoga poses. Yeah. So that's something I think that if you want to continue your career, that's a big thing. Big I, a hundred percent. I, I do the, uh, it's for stretching. Uh, the Jean-Claude Van Damme leg split oh. machine. I bought one of those. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I had the, I challenged myself as I was talking to the butcher and the blade about uh, old martial arts movies. This was like a year or two ago. And I was joking with them that I would eventually learn how to do the splits. 
so I could do like random RVD spots. Like the guy hits the rope, I'll do the splits out of nowhere. I have not gotten there at Are all. Are you close? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, I'm so inconsistent with it. But I bought the machine and at least once or twice a week, uh, minimum once or twice a week, I'll sit and play video games and get as far as I can. And it is slowly, incrementally getting better. Uh, but yeah. You're such a goal-driven person that I feel like if you were to actually make it your goal of like, 100%. I'm going to do the splits by the time I'm 37. Yeah. You're going to do the splits. I, so I used to be able to, when I was a kid, because uh, I did martial arts, uh, literally jump up in the air, do the splits and land. I don't know how well that helped my body, but um, <laughs> that was like my, oh, my dad. Land in the splits? Land in the splits. My It was like my dad's bar You're trick. nuts. He would be, <laughs> I was avoiding saying that. <laughs> He'd be like, oh, you want to see my kid do this? And I'd, I'd jump up and do the splits. Uh, just, we loved martial arts and martial arts movies. But yeah, so I what? used to be flexible. And I think that's why I can still throw high kicks. And I, like, I'll do um, leapfrogs and stuff like that. But Oh, you've still got this in you. Oh, I, 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 I think I do this too. This is just a matter of like tearing the fibers down a little bit and getting back to it. Oh my, yeah. we, look at this. Because of this interview. Oh, you're great. Gonna, now I have to. <laughs> You're going to be doing split-legged moonsaults. <laughs> okay, I didn't say I was going to start doing high-flying. I said my legs would be flexible. You know, in terms of, like, longevity, I, I don't think that a casket match with Darby Allen really helps the longevity. Oh, no, it definitely doesn't. Uh, that coffin match was... I mean, I think it still is taking time off my career. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that one was rough. I was easily the... Uh, scariest moment of my career. I was uh, so wild. Last night I asked uh, Matt Hardy. I was like, hey, what's the one thing that happened in your career that was easily the scariest moment? Like the anticipation. It's like, oh, this is about to happen. Like, what was that thing? Mm, and while he was thinking about it, uh, someone was like, well, Paige, what's yours? And I was like, oh, laying in the coffin. The coffin's closed. The lid is shut. I have no clue what's happening. If I'm going to get hit, when I'm going to get hit, I'm just, thank God the match is over. That was extremely painful. But also, I'm alone in this box. Yeah. No one's talking to me. It's not like I have something in my ear or like there's no like, and then here comes this body crashing through this box and it's landing right on my knees. And like, I, I'm in the fetal position, which is not something you want to be in just to be cramped in the box. Anyways, that was the scariest thing for me. He said it was when Jeff Hardy jumped off uh, in Orlando to swanton him through the table that ended up turning him into a broken mat. He said the anticipation of how high he was, 20 wow. feet in the air. He's like, I'm going to die. He's going to kill me, break my ribs. But yeah, the being in that box was the scariest thing ever in my career probably will be ever. I feel like just walking through a match, like talking through a match with Darby Allen must be terrifying because the guy seems to have no boundaries. Like you could be like, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. Be like, yeah, cool. Let's do it. Yeah. He, uh, it's never the other person thinking about anything. He's a psychopath. Do, do you, the, the thing that, do you see him in Nitro Circus? Yeah. You know, he tried like what four times in a row? I can't with, with with his elbow busted that, from landing on the steps. That was the craziest part about it. Yes, I I can't believe he did it more than once. Here's the worst, after not landing. Here's it. the worst part. He landed it last year, and they just pretended it didn't happen. 
<laughs> so they're like, Darby Allen attempted this three times and never landed it. And the whole time I'm like, I've seen this dude do this last year. And then his arm is busted. Now he's following them on the road to make sure he can hit it again. He is a maniac. The guy's going to climb Mount Everest, apparently. I don't know. He's one of the craziest dudes I've ever met in my life, not just professional wrestling. And now he has a face tattoo. Anyways, anytime you want to fight me, Darby Allen, I'm, I'm down. <laughs> I hate you, Darby Allen. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, climbing Mount Everest is not just like, hey, I'm going to climb Mount Everest today. Like, I interviewed uh, Colin O'Brady, who's like climbed all the tallest yeah. peaks in the world. And he was talking about like, oh, there's like many months of training oh, yeah. that go into it. It's not just like climb other mountains. Yes. Yeah, so you don't just sign up and show up and you're no. like, hey, I'm ready to do it. No. Well, he announced it like almost a year ago and he's been building up to this. And I think it's also like, uh, like how I was saying, I also don't want to speak for anybody, but like how I was saying, it's so, something that you can control the bodybuilding and the changing your diet. I mean, he has to climb the mountain himself. Like he has to do it. Yeah, no one else could do yeah. it for him. And there's a lot of elements there that you have no control over. Right. You don't, you don't have any control over the weather that so day. So crazy. The wind what a that maniac. day. You don't have any control over how many other people are trying to climb at the same time. Cause yeah. that becomes a problem. There's like this bottleneck at the top of Mount Everest, which is crazy. They can only pass on certain, like there's like a, a two or three week period of the year. Yeah. Where the weather is good enough to actually summit. Right. How crazy is that? What a gamble. What a gamble. Yeah. Wild. What a tangent we've gone off on. Yeah. How does the skateboard of the back feel? Not good. That's, I mean, you got the trucks, yeah. which is just steel. Um, that, that sucked. And then not only that, when I take the skateboard to the back, I'm in so much pain that I'm flexing my shoulder blades just to like extend my muscles. I fall into the coffin, but when I fall into the coffin, my back scrapes the side of the coffin and the way they built the coffin to like make sure that there was enough support, I guess. So you had the actual outline of it. Then they put kind of like, uh, I don't know, some support beams in there. Yeah. But they weren't shaved down, so it was just oh. like, yeah. So my back scrapes against all that, and I'm just laying in there, and I'm like, oh, thank God it's over. <laughs> and you could see, literally, it's not the door's not even shut. You can tell by my body language. I don't care. The match is done. Shut the damn thing. It's over. <laughs> Look at, like, if you see the footage, yeah. I fall in, I just gave up. <laughs> because I knew. I'm like, that's it. This, that, it. I just thought you were selling really well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. No, I just said, <laughs> yeah, this is where I live now. Just shut the damn door. <laughs> this episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you were doing all that stuff with American Top Team, yeah, those guys might be wrestling fans, guys and girls might be yeah. wrestling fans, but they don't know how to work like a wrestler. So how much work do you have to do with them to go, hey, I would do this or this? Um, well, I mean, there was, we had Andre Arlovsky, who was one of my favorite, mine and my father's favorite UFC fighters. So that was like mind blowing to me. Remember how jacked he was? Oh, dude, he was so jacked and he had the coolest mouthpiece yeah. with the fangs. Yeah. He was such a badass. But so we had him and then we had Junior DeSantos and then we had Paige Van Zandt. All three ended up wrestling. All three brought something completely different to the table and a d completely different perspective to the table. Out of all three, I have my fingers crossed and I pray every day that JDS gets back into professional wrestling. Wow. Yeah. He is one of the most naturally charismatic people out of all three of them. And this is not a knock on anyone. He picked it up the fastest, the timing, the footwork, everything, the presentation and the fact that he understood that we were putting on a show. And the first like time we all went out, it was to, I think it was, we jumped Lance Archer or on the stage, or it was just all of us in the ring talking trash. I can't remember, but uh, Junior ended up coming to the back and he was ecstatic. <laughs> He's like, what is this? He's like, they were yelling at me and I started yelling back. He's like, oh, they're booing me. I go, yeah, boo. <laughs> and he's like, then they gave it more back. He's like, this is the best. <laughs> like he, right away, he got it and he was in. And I was like, okay, how do I do this? Okay, what do we do this? How do I do that? Oh, I want to learn this. Like he was the best. I, I, out of the three, I hope he comes back to wrestling. He's a natural showman and one of my favorite dudes. Like just, uh, just the nicest, nicest dude. So what do we need to do to bring him back? This, just put this clip up and just yes. listen. JDS. Come back. Come back to wrestling. I don't have any power. I don't have any say. I don't have anything other than this clip on the internet begging you and Tony and the fans to all come together and bring back Junior Dos Santos. <laughs> Is it going to be Junior Dos Santos versus Ethan Page? Hell no! <laughs> Hell no! <laughs> Dude, he just did that bare knuckle with... Um, where was it? Bare knuckle is something else. Uh, Masvidal's got the insane game breed. Yeah, dude, it's unreal and it's exploding. And I, we're both dorks for analytics and stuff like that. So to go see how how many live viewers he's having on YouTube. Yeah. Oh, dude, he's smashing it. I I was a huge fan, still am, of BKFC. Yeah. When they were doing stuff, they really you know were coming on strong during the pandemic, and now they're doing an event almost every weekend. Yeah. And and what. Masvidal's doing with his organization. Most violent fights in the game. It's crazy. And then, of course, you've got UFC. Yeah. We've, we've got UFL, which we were talking about earlier. It's an exciting time for combat sports oh, in PFL general. PFL, too. PFL. It. It's an exciting time for combat sports, for pro wrestling. Like, yeah. all of that, which, when we were growing up in the suburbs of Toronto, there weren't a lot of options like that. Nope. It was renting VHSs. <laughs> Of UA of UFC yeah. from Blockbuster. Yes. Yeah. No, there was yeah. And now I remember my dad telling me a story that he had to cross the border to Buffalo to go watch one of the maybe first five or ten UFCs. And it was like 
they had to do it maybe on like a Indian reserve or there was some kind of like weird, they had to do it in a certain state because of regulations and it was super illegal and it w- there was no weight classes, all this craziness. That's right. Now everything is changed. It's, it's, it's wild to see how fast and how popular and it's only continuing to get more and more popular. It's wild. It is, it is so wild. It, so I love that you brought up Matt Hardy. Yeah. And, you know, you were working a lot with the Hardys. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which must just be crazy. As a kid who grew up watching the Hardys have some of the most memorable matches ever. Yeah. Oh, is back, back, back to my convo with Matt last night. He, he recently put up this clip of, uh, it's like broken Matt in his bed and he's reacting to old things that happened to him in his career. And it was all these wild falls and bumps and crashes and just insane things that he put his body through. And I'm watching this at 34, almost 20 years into my wrestling career. And the thoughts going through my mind compared to when I was a kid watching, like when I'm a kid watching, I'm thinking, this is amazing. I I want to do that. This looks so fun. Did you see he jumped off the ladder and all this stuff? And now I'm 34 all these years in and I'm like, how is this man alive? (laughs) How is he walking? Specifically the, the leg drops off the ladders. Like Hulk Hogan was telling me how terrible it was to land straight on yeah. your ass, right? He did one off a cage. The one he does off the cage is insane. Yeah. Insane. The, the things that Matt and Jeff have put their bodies through physically, I'll never comprehend. Be, just because of how I feel now and how I have done nothing as close to them, and I never will. I pr- I promise you, <laughs> I never will. Uh, yeah, that it. Both of those guys deserve their flowers forever, just for what they've done and the fact that they're still willing to give. And um, I was I was just giving Matt praise to somebody in the car yesterday because I feel like there are people in wrestling that you know they might be nice and they're very friendly and uh, cordial. But when it comes down to the business part of things, most people are very selfish. Whereas I feel like with Matt, he cares more about delivering a good story instead of benefiting himself. And I got to work with him for over a year. Mm. Uh, Very heavily featured on Elevation, which gave us a lot of creative freedom which I'm obviously going to defer to the legend in professional wrestling. And he would always look out for me. He would always make sure that I benefited in anything that we did. And that's kind of rare in wrestling. So I will appreciate that from Matt for the remainder of my career. And I'll love that dude forever. It's kind of amazing that those guys are still doing it because they've got plenty of money. They don't need to be doing this, but they clearly love it so much yeah i i mean jeff jeff lives for the fans i mean we were doing the um house shows for a bit the uh, aew house rules i did every single one i refused to miss one they were just so fun to be out there without the pressures of television to just enjoy the live audiences and kind of go back to the grassroots of wrestling and that was so fun and you had the hardy boys who didn't need to be there, didn't need to do it. And, and they're volunteering to, to do these events because they also feel the same. Like they love the connection with the fans. They love putting on the show for the fans. They did it Wednesday night. Uh, I want to say dynamite 
We filmed Ring of Honor and then they, they closed the show like 10 Ring of Honor matches after Dynamite. It was just dark for the house. Hardy Boys versus Garcia and um, Daddy Magic wow. and Butcher and the Blade. Like those guys genuinely love it. Like when you see Jeff whipping his shirts into the crowd, like that is, he needs to do that. <laughs> like he, it's his way of like loving the crowd. I don't know. Those guys love professional wrestling in a way that I'll never understand. <laughs> do you have a favorite Hardy Boys moment? Um, as working with them or as a fan? As a fan. And I'll give you what you think of yours. I, I think a lot of people talk about TLC, but yeah. their first tables match with the Royal Rumble. Boys, Royal Rumble 2000, yes. and he does the swanton off the entrance. Yes. I watched that match like 700 times. Well, there's the swanton off the entrance, then there's the dive through the middle Matt does. It's the homicide dive, like the flip, front flip tope through the table. Yeah. That's also insane. Um, the, the leg drop through the table too. Yeah. Yeah. That match is incredible. But weirdly enough, I was more of a Matt fan than Jeff. And when he came back, like anytime I think about like, oh, what's one thing that happened in wrestling, specifically with the Hardys that like, oh my God, I can't believe this. This is like peak dorky wrestling fan, <laughs> Ethan Page. Matt is doing independence. He just wrestled AJ Styles. He just did Ring of Honor. He uh, Maybe it was like him and Christopher Daniels just had a match or something like that. Boom. He shows up on Raw to beat the crap out of Edge. Yeah. And security and the police are pulling him. And he's yelling, you can see me on Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor. <laughs> and he's getting dragged to the back. And I'm just my dorky message board self is sitting on the couch like, oh, did he just say that? No. What? This is real. This is insane. Oh, my God. Great. That that will always, all, I bring it up to him all the time. I remember buying that pay-per-view because I'm like, first of all, I can't believe that they're allowing this real life thing that's happening to become a wrestling storyline. What? Right. And I feel like Matt could actually murder Edge on pay-per-view. Also, go look how jacked <laughs> Matt Hardy was. This is the, the stainless steel beads, the skull black tank. And he is just like, dude, look, go look at him. It's crazy. But yeah, I'll, I'll never forget because I was like, yo, they're actually arresting him. Like they, they, they're throwing him down their whole, like he was tr legitimately trying to fight off the cops. For them to both have the professionalism to go, obviously everyone knows what's going on in our personal lives. Yes. Let's make this a storyline and make some money off of this. And then to be able to go, yeah, we're not going to hurt each other. <laughs> Well, hey, I prefer not knowing any of those details and still living in the message board Ethan Page brain of, why is this happening? I mean, it, that's all crazy, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's... And then that, what's wild is that was 20 years ago. Right. And we're still talking about still, the Hardy Boys. Dude, still now. talking about it. it. It's I've been saying this for years, but it still continues to be true. There's not a better time to be a pro wrestling fan than right now. I agree with there you. There's so much great stuff going on all across the board. Yeah, and there's so many options too. Like, like I don't like the same food as you. I assume you have different taste Pizza. buds as me. Yeah. Okay. Listen, I love everything that you love. Okay, Chris. <laughs> but we should get I, some pizza. I, I, let's this. not do not Cesar. I'm not getting pizza. We're don't getting, worry we're about getting what Prince he says. Street Pizza. Is it good? 
There might be a line around the street for it. Okay, we can't. That's how good it is. We can't do that. Got to get to the LA okay. form. But got to get the form. Uh, I already forgot what I was gonna say. Just wrestling's great right now. All across oh, the board. Oh, yeah. And, and and we're serving so many different plates right now. Like, whatever your taste buds are looking for, someone is definitely delivering that. Yeah. For, like, for sure. It's like, a buffet. Do, yeah. Even Evil Uno's got his mystery wrestling, where it's just the craziest things ever. You don't know what you're getting. It's a completely different presentation on pro wrestling. If that's your thing, you want to watch... Spider-Man versus Bigfoot? You can. <laughs> yeah. Like there it's it's out there. Yeah, what Brian Kendrick has here, wrestling pro wrestling. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Oh, it's very much like that type of thing. Oh, really? Like it's like we know wrestling can be a little bit silly sometimes, yeah. so let's go to that extreme and make it really silly. Right, yeah. Yeah. I mean, well even like Lucha Vavoom does yep. completely different things. Uh first wrestling in uh Minnesota, like they do like a variety show where they have burlesque and live bands and then They'll bring in luchadors, and then they have locals that are just legendary to their their fans. Like everyone is yeah. bringing something different to the table, and if if you're looking for what you want, you'll find it. And now Alpha One's back. Great segue. Look at that. <laughs> what a pro. Look at that. I can't wait. I for me, it's one of the most exciting things happening in my life right now, and I think I'm leaning it towards the same thing with my body. It's something that I can fully control, and I have a very, again, like everyone has different taste buds. I have a very specific view on professional wrestling, and I'm excited to give that to the world. You're doing a show on my birthday, May 19th. If maybe I happen to be in the Toronto area, maybe you'll see me at Alpha One. Well, you better tell me in advance so I can exploit the hell out of it. (laughs) (laughs) What, What are the dates? It's February 4th. February 4th, uh, March 24th, and May 19th. Every time I say May 19th, people are like, you, you know, you can't say that date, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you can't say that date. Don't worry. He's not booked on the show, guys. It's okay. Kane's not booked on the show? That's got to be Kane. That wasn't his name in the movie. Oh, uh, what was his name? See No Evil. Uh, damn wow. it. Yeah. Why, why would we ever know this? <laughs> why would we know that? I just read, he had a hook. That's. Look, we right? have all the world's information. You're right going to Google it? I think we have to because <laughs> everyone in the comments is going to be like, how did you not know? By the way, I think that See No Evil, I actually said this on the Ask CVV episode that just came out. I feel like See No Evil is the best of the WWE studio films. I am going to go with, uh, what's the one that Stone Cold is like? The Condemned? Yes. Jacob Goodnight. Uh, I knew it was Jacob because because uh, didn't he do... Oh, no, that was Isaac Yankum. <laughs> and then we'll look up the condemn, condemned here. Condemn, condemned 2007 film written and directed by Scott Wiper stars Steve Austin. And his character was Jack Conrad slash Jack Riley. Jack Conrad slash Jack Riley. Oh. I wouldn't have known that. Me neither. People in the comments are like, how could you not know that? <laughs> But leave in the comments which movie was better. I'm pretty sure it was The Condemned. Okay, leave in the comments which one's better because I'm pretty sure it was See No Evil. This is a clip, by the way. We just made this a clip. (laughs) You hear that, Troy? Yeah. Troy's my very talented editor who makes all these reels and shorts. Yeah, see, I need to get some of that. Oh, I'll introduce you to Troy. Troy's the best. Like, he is literally, the reason that people see my face on Instagram and YouTube so much is because Troy is the best. So you were the YouTube king, and you still are. 
But now you're becoming the Instagram king. I'm, and then you are swallowing up my algorithm. Good. I, yes. Which, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, good. If this is what I'm watching, it, it, it reminds me of uh, something that you either, I think you either said in a video or you posted. If you're watching something and it keeps your attention for whatever, five, 10 seconds, how are you not hitting like? Oh, it bothers me so much. I don't, I don't understand why people keep their li likes. Like, I think it's a power thing. I, like they treat them like they only have like six of them to give every every day. Right. You have an unlimited amount to to give. And by the way, people, if you watch a video long enough, uh, the algorithm's going to know that you liked that video. So it doesn't matter if you actually tap like. Correct. So, so you might as well like it anyways. Well, yeah, because you did basically the same thing just by continuing to watch that video. But yeah, it, it bothers me sometimes that like on my clips channel, I get a million views a day right now. Right. On my CVV clips channel. Congratulations. Thanks. That's great. I'm not, I'm not trying to brag. I'm actually trying to make a point here that there's only about a thousand subscribers a day. So it's like 0.1% of people that watch subscribe. Right. That's like, so you think subscribers are down. I was talking to another YouTube buddy of mine and he was saying that it's for some reason, people are less likely to subscribe now than they were maybe five years ago. I think that the YouTube algorithm is so dialed in now that you don't need to subscribe like you used to. If I want to watch an Ethan Page video and I've watched one or two previously, the algorithm knows that and it's going to show it to me. Uh, so I feel like older YouTube was you subscribed and you got to see it for sure. And I think the algorithm has grown and evolved quite a bit. But all of that is to say, if you're watching this video right now and not subscribed, <laughs> I just don't understand. I just don't understand. Me neither. No, it, I'm, I'm you have an unlimited you. amount of subscriptions you can give yeah. every day. Yeah. Give one to us. Please. Yeah. yeah you're so close. It, give one to Ethan for sure. You're like 4,500 away yeah. from, from that silver play button. I am dying to just hit that 100,000 so I can hang that thing up on my wall. I've already got a place for it when I move to America. So, <laughs> yeah. So, there it is. Yeah. Please, Please subscribe to Ethan Page. So good to be able to catch up with you. Dude, amazing to catch up with I, you. I'm so excited for everything going on in your life. Congrats on the green card that you just got. Oh, dude, thank you so much. And that's I know as a fellow Canadian, that's, pro that's probably my biggest career accomplishment. For sure. Yeah. It's, it's, the fear of it hanging over my head Yeah. that if I lost my job, I would have to move from this country and go back to... Yep. Because you can only work for the company who sponsored your visa. Correct. Yeah. So I, it was never an actual, a genuine fear, but yeah. it's always a thing hanging over your head. Like these are the decisions that are made by other people. Yeah. Like my family is now dependent on someone other than me. Yeah. Um, but now that's kind of been washed away. Yeah, it's it's life changing. A, an amazingly free feeling. And um, yeah, it's definitely life changing. So I end every interview. I think we did this last time. We have three things that you're grateful for because gratitude's so important to me. Yes. So what are three things you're grateful for? Uh, I'll always say my kids and my wife. Um, at this very time, genuinely, I am grateful for uh, AEW Together. It's given me this amazing platform to show a different side of myself and to bring a different value to all elite wrestling than just performing. Um, and also I get way more fulfillment out of doing that than a lot of things. So I'm super grateful for that. And, uh, I'm also grateful for Cesar Bononi. The guy who's getting you shredded. Hell 
Yes. Okay, let's go eat some pizza now. Yeah. Okay, let's not <laughs> do that. There we go. I love his attitude, and he can't control the wins or the losses or how much time they give him for a match or a promo, but he can control how his body looks, and he can control the intensity that he brings to everything that he does. And I mean, if you've seen Ethan Page recently, he has full control over at least those two things. It's it's the John Cena quote that he told me, control the controllable. And I get asked a lot, like, what's the biggest piece of advice or the best pieces of, of advice that you've learned from one of the conversations you've had over the years? It's that. It's those three words in that order, control the controllable. And you know, you don't have to be a wrestler. You don't have to be a broadcaster, podcaster, YouTuber, whatever for that to apply. Like control the controllable means to control the things in your life that you have the control over. You can't control what other people do. You can't control what other people say, but you can control how you react to what other people do and what other people say. So I'm going to leave you with this quote from Martha Beck. Oh, first of all, share this out on social media. Take a screenshot. We're at the end of the episode now, and you can go back and check out that interview I did with Chris Jericho on Tuesday, if you haven't already checked it out. Tag us in a screenshot. He is at Official Ego. I'm at Chris Van Vliet, and Martha Beck said, how you do anything is how you do everything. Think about that. It's really true. How you do anything is how you do everything. Think about that in your own life. Be great. Be grateful. We will see you on the next one for some more insight. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online, schedule package pickups through the dashboard, and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers, with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.